So yeah, the Vedas are our sources of knowledge and inspiration and truth, really. And mm. you know, very few people have such a source. They, they, mm. you know, this is absolute truth, absolute knowledge, and very few people have that. Everything is relative truth, and you know, laced with opinions and agendas and. You know, I think this, and I believe that, and, you know, it was true before, but now it's not true because it's, you yeah. know, different time and place and circumstance, and, you know. So, you know, like the, the, the books that we had in school, you know, you know, if you went back and read those same books from my era, you know, back in, you know, 19... <laughs> 18, no. <laughs> 1800 and something, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, How old? Six. In 49, I probably started school, 1949. Mm. So anyway, and, and you know, you went right through the curriculum, and if you read the books then, especially the, you know, science books, the physics, and so on like that, it wouldn't even be relevant now, or mm -hmm. it, it would be different. You'd be getting different information now than you got then. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that was true at the, as far as they knew, but now, mm. oh, well, that's not true any longer because this has been discovered and this has been figured out and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, so that's, that's the truth of this world, you know. And so we have a different platform of truth called absolute truth which is always true it's it's not fluctuating a, according to the material fluctuation it's absolutely always true you know it's just like you know and you know relative truth is okay i'm a kid i'm 5 years old i'm a kid mm -hmm. but come back in 20 years okay i'm 25 years i'm not a kid Mm. But wait a minute, you just told me you were a kid. You know, <laughs> like, no, I'm not a kid. And then you come back in another 25 years. Oh, I'm in middle age. It's sort of like a temporary situation or temporary, label or you know. Hmm. You know, I'm I'm a redhead, but you come back in 50 years and you know, I got no hair. <laughs> <laughs> and on and on. I mean, in other words, all this stuff changes. Right. It's right. always changing. That's why you got to have a new picture every time you get a new passport or you get a you know, a new driver's license or something. They don't take the old one. They want the current one. Mm. Because in most cases you don't even look like you did before. Yeah. And that's just about the body, but everything. You know, the curriculum in school now is different than it was when I went to school. Mm. Mm. And uh yeah, everything has become so radicalized and so racial oriented. You know, it, it's it's like all clouded with all these, you know, agendas and and strong feelings on team yeah. spirit and division between this and this and this. Exactly. The rules of conduct when when I as a in a male body used to was taught and relate to you know, souls in female bodies, there was a, a social etiquette, a, a rule of conduct yeah. of how you treated, yeah. you know, them. The women yeah. were treated with greater respect. And, you know, if you walk down the street with a girl, you had to walk 
on the outside near the street to protect her from any mud or water or whatever that yeah, might be yeah, splashed yeah, yeah. up from the exactly. street. And you open the doors, and, you know, the motto was women first. And Well, all that's changed now. You know, that's that those norms, which were normal, I mean, everybody was taught that, have been, you know, eliminated. And, and if you do that's those true. things, it's like you're an offender almost. Exactly. You're like a... Because yeah, that's true. Because you're you're putting them in a situation where, like, I guess they have to. Sorry, this is. I guess they have to feel like, or you 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 make them feel like they they are not independent. Maybe something like that. Like they're well, dependent maybe on your, you make them feel like they're weaker or they're yeah 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 you know or you know you're different than us. Males are the protectors and females are the mm. protected. And, you know, whatever, there's all kinds of, you know, thoughts on that subject that mm. makes it taboo. That's not cool anymore. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, but it's, it's the old system. It's always been the best system. You know, it was based on spiritual principles. Society as a whole was based more on spiritual principles and respect and, you know, care for and protecting those other ones that you had under your control, or, or let's say your responsibility was to protect them. And, 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 it makes, and it makes perfect sense if you accept and you fully live in a consciousness where you see people as spirit souls and, and you appreciate and treat everyone as, a, as that, uh, you know, appreciating their intrinsic value as a spirit soul. You're, that's what you're seeing. That's yeah. what you're like. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not the outer. Yeah. It says in Bhagavad Gita that the, the, the sage sees with equal vision a kind and learned Brahmana, that's the priestly class, you know, an elephant, a dog, and a dog eater. You know, many different bodies, many different levels of, of positions in the material world, but he sees spirit soul. He doesn't see all these different bodies, mm. you know, and... And that's true vision. I mean, that's real vision. Here's a soul in a Brahmana body, and here's a soul in a elephant body, and here's a soul, you know, in a dog body, and here's a soul in a dog eater body. You know, mm. very different positions materially, but equal spiritually. Yeah. And that's how it needs to be. Then you don't have all that division. Exactly. You see, it, it, it's like. Everybody has their position according to their consciousness and their abilities, and and so on. It's, it's called the Vanishram system in the Vedic society. And, you know, this is a system developed by the Supreme Lord. This is not—man did not create that system. Mm. See, it was given to man. This is the societal system that should be adhered to to get the best results in society and in every position a person may be in in society there's respect there's honor they all have their different duties to perform their responsibilities you know to uphold mm. just like every part in a car is not equal you know in one sense it's all equal it's part of the car that makes the whole thing run but the engine has a special place 
you know, the transmission is completely another category. The tires have their place. You know, the steering wheel, the seats, you know, but when they all work together, you've got a working unit that works very well. Yeah. You see, but when one of those, you know, doesn't cooperate, let's say, with, with the other ones, mm-hmm. then you, you've got a mess, you know, you've got chaos. So it doesn't mean that they're less important, it's just they have different roles. Like. Yeah, they're not less important. Everybody's important. You know, they got all this stuff going on. Well, this group of people is more important than this group, you know. And, and if you even question that, then you're an offender. Mm. You know, you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're a whatever label they throw at you. And all it does is just create all this enmity between everybody and, you know, this division and, and this conflict. And, I mean, who can deny that this is true? It's, you know, where's all this coming from? And, and it's it's just tearing the social fabric apart. You know, there's hatred building up more and more and more, you know, when people used to cooperate, and now they don't. Mm. You know, like in India, you know, before British rule, there's there for hundreds and hundreds of years, there's been Muslims and Hindus. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, often they were living in the villages together, they were neighbors, and, you know, each one respected the other one's beliefs and faith and spiritual practices and et cetera, and they were friends, they cooperated together in whatever ways they did. They often invited each other to their homes, you know, for, you know, socializing, dinner, festivals, whatever. And it was fine. It was no problem. And then when the British came in, they created a lot of conflict, you see, you know, to make it so, oh, you're Muslim and you're Hindu. And therefore, you know, there's a division here. And, you know, this is good and this is bad. And they created all this stuff. But, of agenda, of course. But 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 exactly. The, but what what wasn't what they instated was like kind of like like this is better than the other one, and that's what like is sowing a seed that is just like corrupting the whole system. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so then it became all these conflicts, mm-hmm. you know, and and all this religious fervor, you know, and whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's back to the original topic: is we have absolute truth which takes us beyond this. Mm. And that's what we need to become educated in. And that's the whole purpose of, of this Vedic knowledge, is to educate us so we can see with absolute vision, not all this temporary vision that changes all the time. And, you know, we have a platform, you know, of, of truth to stand on so we can look at any given situation and you know, see it from that angle of understanding, you know. Oh, this is right or this is wrong because in this Vedic teaching, you know, this point is made, this is the truth, this is how it should be seen, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So it's not whimsical. Well, that's... Yeah, well, well, there was a lady coming to our class and I just thought it was an interesting example. She... 
she uh we, we had a wisdom evening where we were speaking about the wisdom of yoga and, and this this vedic teaching that you're referring to and um this one lady afterwards she, like she was a bit skeptical and like during way she didn't really accept the f fact we tried to present that you're not your body and she felt that was difficult for her to to accept so we spoke about it and she was still not so on her way like out the door we were talking with her and another guy and she was still like well i i kind of like it doesn't make sense to me like i'm still i i, I should like i'm still my body but so she couldn't really accept that but th then another guy came in and he said well look at it this way and and he was another person just joining our class by the way he's a very, very nice guy and he said so I kind of see it like this way, you know, here's here's like the doormat of this meditation center and you know you could see it like this podcast, you know, you're when you're when you're stepping in here, it's like okay, maybe I dare to like leave my old perspective aside and I'm now going to see things from the Vedic perspective. And you know, so I'm just going to accept that I'm going to be open-minded and and sort of but accept like that teaching for now, be open-minded and then, you know, take it from there but but sort of that attitude yeah great you know? and i was like wow yeah and don't worry when you go back out the door your old perspective will still be there <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna run away <laughs> and if you want you can pick it back up and continue on you didn't well, exactly. lose anything exactly yeah that's you know, the point it's not like you lost it it's like it's still there and now you have something to compare it to you know, yeah. And maybe right now, your old perspective is still very strong, but later something might happen in your life, and the new perspective, which you heard tonight, you know, may become more and more relevant to you. Mm -hmm. And, exactly. and that's, that's what we're saying, you know. We're not saying you've got to accept anything. Mm -hmm. But maybe somewhere down the line, if you don't accept it now, you're going to say, well, you know, that makes sense now. It didn't make sense then, but now it does. And this is something that's important to me now. Yeah. And and you know, that's freedom. Exactly. And that's that's still like it's it's not a one time thing. Like for me, that's still how it is. Like <laughs> there are certain things that I maybe understand partially, and you know, and then I take whatever I understand partially and I apply that in my life. But like going back and listening. You know, to lectures or previous things that I've heard from my spiritual teachers before, I realize new things, and I can take in new things because my my you know my understanding has changed, my development has changed. I, I guess, yeah, gradual. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So yeah, it's <clears throat> we're not saying <clears throat> ever. Oh, you have to blindly accept, but we're also. You know, saying, well, don't blindly reject either. Mm. You know, there's two sides to that coin. We're not no. promoting blind acceptance, but we're also not promoting blind rejection. You know, because neither one of those is good. Blindness is no good. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's one side or the other side is not good. Mm. Keep your eyes open, you know, and, you know, Again, more and more, and you know, in the material world, people try to uh, basically see with the eyes, the, the material eyes. Mm. You know, but in the Vedic system, you know, there's also the 
the encouragement to try to see more and more with the eyes of knowledge, see, the eyes of wisdom. And that's a better vision. And But you can't have that unless you got that vision, unless you got that wisdom. And so, again, it's a choice. Do we want it or not? No, I don't want to know that's okay. No problem. Mm.